No matter how early you're up or how late you're running, when you start your day at Speedway, we've got what you need to have a good morning. Always fresh coffee to wake you up, cold drinks and breakfast to keep you going, plus a full tank to get you where you need to go. Crunchy, chewy, swirled, or sprinkled, however you start your day, we've got it to help make your morning a little better. Because when you get off to a better start, you go on to a better day. The convenience stores of Speedway. No matter how early you're up or how late you're running, when you start your day at Speedway, we've got what you need to have a good morning. Always fresh coffee to wake you up, cold drinks and breakfast to keep you going, plus a full tank to get you where you need to go. Crunchy, chewy, swirled, or sprinkled, however you start your day, we've got it to help make your morning a little better. Because when you get off to a better start, you go on to a better day. The convenience stores of Speedway. And Fanny broke up with me on Instagram. So I said, excuse me! She's pro wrestling's queen of mean. But behind the scenes, she's got a heart of gold and a lifetime of experiences. From no-holds-barred tales of her relationships and rivalries to conversations with A-list superstars, the real Vicky Guerrero is ready to talk. Welcome to Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. Excuse me! Okay, okay, we are back. For another huge episode of Excuse Me, we are doubling down as we head towards the holidays here. It's almost the end of the year. Jerry Strauss, and guess who's in the holiday spirit? It's Vicky Guerrero. Hey, everyone. How's it going? <laughs> Vicky, <laughs> Vicky, I know that the holiday spirit grips people either positively, negatively. You can't escape it. It's all over the place. How's your holiday season going so far? Jerry, I, this is my favorite time of the year. I love Christmas. I have been on my social media saying how excited I am for Christmas, and it's true. My tree's up. The lights are up. Uh, everyone is shot for, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> are you well, ready? Look, oh, I'm ready, and we are ready to deliver and drop a huge uh, holiday gift to everyone this time out because we are talking this week with really one of the I think one of the most universally popular and buzzed about personalities to, to come out in the wrestling world in a long, long time. She's just everywhere. Of course, we're talking about the interview queen herself, Alicia Atut. Uh, and she is good enough to join us this week for the first, but not the last time. We'll talk more about that later. Yeah, I'm so excited to have Alicia on. Let's give a listen, Jerry. All right, guys, we're off and running, and this is a weird one for me, quite honestly, because we have got our host of the show, of course. We have also got uh, one of the premier hosts and broadcasters in all of wrestling today th that everyone's talking about. I, I don't know who to pitch to. Um, hey, Vicky, Alicia, what's up? Hello, Hello Jerry. <laughs> I am so, oh, Alicia, I am so – guys, for the listeners who are listening to the podcast, we have Alicia Atu. The interview queen. I'm a little nervous, Jerry, because she has more experience than I do in this. I know. You might be <laughs> the one getting grilled here. I know. If, if she might turn it around on me. <laughs> I try to not grill anybody. Come on now. It's all fun. But I'm uh, so excited to be on here. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. 
Oh, uh, you know, Alicia, we we met in the Jacksonville Comic Con uh, this this past during the summer, and you are such a delight and so much fun, and you laugh all all day long. And I was your your just your niceness and your your attitude is so infectious, and I couldn't wait to have you on my show. That means so much to me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was a big deal meeting you. And the fact that, you know, we had that like drive to the airport together. It's you never know what kind of connections you're going to make and bonds. And I really felt like we hit it off that day. So the fact that, you know, when, when Jerry reached out and he's like, hey, you want to be on Vicky's podcast? I was like, um, yeah, you don't have to ask me. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, this is going to be fun. Uh, Jerry, did you want to start off with anything before I talk my mouth off? <laughs> well, what I really want to know is, even at this stage, and of course, Alicia, uh, you're used to people talking about you, and especially, of course, this week, the news broke uh, just recently that you are now going to be joining the uh, Major League Wrestling family, MLW, oh. you're going to be a part of that, so that's a huge yeah. thing. Does it still seem weird to you to be on the other end of the interview, to be asked the questions? <laughs> It always does. I'm a control freak. I like being the one who's able to steer the conversation, ask whatever I want, you know, be, be that final decision maker. So whenever people ask me the questions, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. I have no idea where you're going to take it. So it's that fun <laughs> little guessing game for me where I'm in the hot seat. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is coming up? What do I have to say? Uh, so it's very <laughs> different, but I enjoy it all the same. Yeah. So Alicia, congratulations. I mean, what, I mean, the news is on fire this week. I mean, everywhere we looked on social media, it was MLW announcing you as their a new correspondent. What are your duties going to be? Do you know or what capacity they're going to use you with, you know, in the show? Right. Well, thank you so much. It's been a crazy week. We announced it a couple of days ago and my, my feed's just been nonstop. And it's really exciting to see not only the support from my fans, but just the MLW fans right away being so happy that I'm on board. So I can't, I can't wait to be a part of it. Um, but the main things that we've discussed so far is I will be a backstage correspondent where I interview the wrestlers prior to their matches, post-match, kind of that uh, face backstage. And we've also discussed a couple of other things that have not been shared yet, but it's exciting because I'm going to be a voice in many different ways there. And uh, I can't wait for the first tapings in New York on December 5th, where I'll be at, you know, backstage for the first time with them. I'll kind of get the whole rhythm to everything and I'll think, you know, find out more in regards to what I'm doing. So it's yeah. I'm so excited. Now that's good. That's called the 2019 Opera Cup, correct? In New York City. Right. And so are you familiar with the roster? I mean, or is it going to be a lot of homework that you have to do to be ready for that, that first show for you? So the lovely thing is I've been watching MLW for a while and their roster's filled with so many of my friends just from seeing people at indie shows or when I used to you know, uh, go to other companies to interview for Ambi or do backstage interviews there. So it's just going to be like you walk into the room and you see all these familiar faces and so many <laughs> people who are in the roster have been sending me texts and messages like, oh my gosh, I finally get to see you more often because you know what it's like being on the road. You barely get to see your friends unless yeah. you're at the same show or convention. So it's really just people are just welcoming, welcoming me with open arms and the people that I have yet to meet, they've been sending me hellos and you know, we can't wait to work with you finally. So it's, I'm already That's being, amazing. yeah, I'm already being welcomed with so much warmth from everybody in the locker room. So that makes me even more excited to be there. Now, does this take you away from your responsibility with your YouTube channel and with you, you know, being the interviewer at these conventions and blogger? Is that, is that going to take up a lot of your time or is this going to replace what you, you're doing now or how's that going to work? 
Yeah, one of the lovely things uh, that I was able to discuss with both Jared and Court from MLW is the fact that while I'm there, I'm going to, of course, be doing everything I had just discussed. But on top of it, they're pretty much letting me have carte blanche of whoever I want to speak with there. So I can kind of, when I'm not doing promos, just roam in the back, do my vlogging, my sit-down interviews. They're really giving me that lovely balance of my content and making sure I, of course, have my priorities done for them. So wow. it's not going to affect my site negatively whatsoever. If anything, it's going to only benefit Build me. It. <laughs> I now, exactly. I now have access to all of this amazing talent. And being that so many of them are my friends and soon to be friends, it's going to be a lot of fun videos. Well, good. Jerry, you want to you ask her anything? You know, I, I'm really curious about your perspective about this, Alicia, because just kind of going back and taking a look at the whole of your still obviously very young career you know I go back and I think about announcers of the past and people that are memorable you know behind a microphone in any capacity these are people that we have come to know and to love and to get a fan base because essentially they were on tv that we loved or they were part of a company that we loved mm -hmm. you are such a trendsetter because I think you're the one who has totally flipped that and you've become somebody who people have gravitated to and they've loved and that's part of the reason that you've come to some of these companies and had some of these opportunities not in addition obviously to your talent your ability and everything else but because you have that fan base that follows you wherever you go from the beginning well from close to the beginning right you could do you kind of understand like the trend setting nature of what you've accomplished so far it's one of those things that people who are very close to me, like my family and friends, they, they, they try to point it out to me like, hey, you realize what you're doing is like pretty cool and you have these fans and it's never that I take it for granted, but I think I'm, I started this whole thing as, you know, just a blog. It was, it was a hobby and the fact that it's kind of ricocheted and propelled itself into something that's so huge. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's something I never expected. It's, it's still surreal to me. So by no means do I overlook the fact of what it's become and how big it really has become. But for me, it's just, I'm having fun along the way. I'm every opportunity I get, I'm just so I'm like a little kid inside on Christmas morning. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. So I, I see what I've been able to do. And I'm so thankful for every single person who's helped or watched a video along this crazy journey, but I don't think it'll ever really sink in. And I know that might sound strange to some people listening, but it's it's kind of crazy for me or it doesn't sink in in the moment and then two nights later I'll be sitting in my room or I'll be back from a crazy week of travel and then I just look back at pictures in my phone I'm like whoa like that's me in the photographs that's the stuff that <laughs> I did I did that pay-per-view or that appearance or I worked with so and so since I was a kid and then you know you have a little cry and then you think you feel good <laughs> it's, it's been very emotional it's been very emotional lately so I know that was a very ranty answer but uh yeah, that's good. Uh, good answer. I'm very, thank you. I'm very thankful for it all. And, you know, I'm never complacent. So it's always on to the next and trying to put my all into it. So your YouTube channel is called Ambi. Is that stand for anything? And how'd you come up with that, that title? When I first started my site, as I mentioned before, it was just a hobby. So I was trying to think of something cheeky. I was only doing music interviews to begin with. So I was kind of bouncing some names around. And I was like, oh, how about like a music blog A? because everyone had a music blog and I was just trying to like you know make fun of that and then I was like well I don't want to I don't want to use eggs I don't want people to think I'm only interviewing Canadian musicians and I, was, I always say yeah at the end of my sentences 
So I was thinking to myself, how about a music blog? Yeah. And that's the acronym which led to Andy. Uh, and then it got to a point where when I did start doing the wrestling interviews, I thought to myself, well, I don't want all these people to think I just do music. So I kind of, you know, kept it to Andy, took away the music part a little bit, and then ended up just being the interview queen gimmick that came along because of fans starting to hashtag it. So yeah, that was kind of the natural transition from each name. <laughs> and pretty soon you have to change it again because you're going to be you got this whole new entity now on your on your YouTube channel, so it might it might change again, huh? <laughs> I I never know. It's crazy. I had no idea I'd ever go from music to wrestling. I had no idea wrestling and interviewing at indie shows would lead me to TV deal. Like it's just it's been the most baffling, crazy experience. So yeah, there might be a bunch of names changes, Vicky. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, you want to say you want to ask anything? No, I'm, I'm curious, you know, we talk about your website and of course, social media, such a big part of your identity. People love to pay attention to everything you do and you're so open and you're so busy uh, on social media and showing us all the things that you do every week, every weekend. Is it hard to find the line to draw? Because there's certainly, I think everyone has to have some kind of line about what is and is not the part of your life that you want to be putting out there consistently. Um, is there a line for you like that or are you still kind of feeling that out? It's a very strange line to know, like not to cross and what you should post and shouldn't post because I, as you mentioned, I try being very open with people because I feel like when you're real and you put real stuff out there, whether it's photos that aren't edited or photos of me looking like a doofus or just having fun with people. <laughs> there, there's a lot of those out there. Uh, but just having, having fun with people, that's what people relate to. They don't really want the, the phony stuff, or at least with me, it's, you know, I feel like they can look through my feed and feel like I'm being real with them. And that's the kind of perception and the kind of things I like seeing from others. So I feel like there is a, a certain line where there's some things in life, whether it's like family matters or, things going on between you and friends like there's some things you of course don't share but if you look through my feed it'll be everything from talking about I've shared about the loss of my dog to relationship to amazing opportunities coming my way to hardships because I feel like if you don't then it's almost to a point of do they really know you are they really just following some fake person who's posting the best parts of their life and it's like nothing bad ever happens because that's not that's not anybody's life um yeah. by no means am i sorry go ahead oh no no go ahead go ahead yeah by no means am i dissing anybody who just posts the happy stuff because sometimes it's hard to post the sad stuff but i feel like if you post both and you have that balance of it then you're not only just being real with people following you but you're being real with yourself because it is very easy to fall into that trap of, oh, I'm happy all the time. Oh, I'm happy with my sandwich right now. I'm happy doing this <laughs> on my social media. And it's, it's just not the truth all the time. So yeah. it, is, it is a hard, fine line, but I feel like I've kind of figured it out where I share enough, but I don't share everything. Yeah, you know, that's something that's really hard in our position because the fans will find things out that we don't want them to know. So I think by us being truthful all the time and being real is that's a really good advice alicia is that you know if we can put it out there first then it kind of you know slashes all the rumors and the kind of the bullying and the you know because fan the public can be really harmful you know when it comes to our personal feelings and oh, yeah. that's something and that's something that's uh you know and it's hard because you know when you put too much stuff you know if i put something too serious 
then, you know, the fans will be like, well, why aren't you strong enough? You know, and then if you put something, oh, I'm happy. Well, you can't be that perfect. It's like, you can never, it's a never win-win situation. <laughs> and it, a lot of public doesn't, don't see those comments because they're always in the message, messages where they hide from the public and they kind of bully, well, they bully me, you know, in the messages. And that's kind of, that's the hard part of being, a, you know, a public figure is that no matter whatever you do, right or wrong, the fans will never be happy with it. And that's something that you have to be really true to yourself to be happy because no matter what other people are going to say, if you're real, then that's at the end of the day, you can sleep and you can look yourself in the mirror and you know that you're being, you know, true to yourself. That's exactly it. I used to try to post stuff when I first started, um, especially with the music side of things. I would try to post stuff just to kind of, not by any means lie, but just post the good in life. And then it got to a point where you know, you check your socials at the end of the day because as a public figure, there's analytics and all this stuff that goes along yeah. <laughs> with it. Um, and you do campaigns for companies and stuff. And, you know, I would sit at the end of the day and be like, why am I just putting this stuff out? Like, there's a lot more to me than just the, the smiles and the good times. And I feel like fans can respect that. And it's got to a point where I started to realize whether someone's going to bash me for it or praise me for it. If at the end of the day, like you said, I can lay my head on my pillow, sleep and wake up happy and have respect from the people that matter in my life, then awesome. There's this great yeah. saying, which is like, love me or hate me still an obsession. And you know, whatever way you want to, whatever way you want to turn, uh, the eyes are still going to be on us. So yeah, you know. that's true. <laughs> how, how long have you been interviewing like from, since your very first post on your, on your blog? My very first post, I used to just review stuff and that was in 2012. And I did that for about two, three years as just a hobby where I would just review songs, albums would come out. But I started interviewing around, I think it was like 2014. And then that was me just asking bands at random shows. I wouldn't even coordinate the interviews properly. Like I would just come up to bands and be like, hey, do you have 20 seconds for me to ask you something? Cause I was, I was such a noob. I was, <laughs> I was so naive. I was so naive to how it worked. I was like, what, 17, 18. And then it got to the point where my stuff started getting a lot of views and I started working with bigger uh, music labels up here and then of course that ricocheted into the wrestling stuff which I've been doing for about two and a half years now so I, I'd like to say I started taking it seriously about five years ago that being you know music for three years wrestling for two and yeah. uh then it just kind of very organically propelled and or um you know took off into what it became today wow Jerry, do you have anything? I, I'm sorry, I keep talking. I'm so excited to have Alicia on the air. <laughs> oh, no, this is, this is really great. You know, it, it's funny, Alicia, I was thinking about, you know, I, I guess encapsulating what your, what your accomplishments have been so far. And I think back to when I was a kid and I read about the Road Warriors uh, in the magazines before I even got a chance <laughs> to see them. And I was so excited about the fact that, like, they were the team that they went they went to the AWA, they won the world titles, they went to the NWA, they won the world titles, they went to WWF at the time, won the world titles. That's kind of who you are now. You are 2019's <laughs> version of the Road yeah. Warriors in my mind. So I think your nickname <laughs> should probably be the Road Warrior at some point. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. <laughs> I need to just get you the spiked shoulder pads. There we go. And oh, Christmas I'm is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That could that could be like my ensemble. I'll, I'll do all my interviews wearing it. <laughs> there you go. That's such a nice comparison, though, because I, you know, I can kind of see how it mirrors in a sense. I've been very thankful that I've had many opportunities come my way, and 
you, you just gotta take them as they come and by no means like it's been neat because I've had different majors have interest in me I've worked at tons of indie shows and it's lovely being able to go wherever the fans want you and the promotions want you and it's cool not being like tied down per se you can still do you can still do those independent shows and appearances and work with different promoters and you know it's I love just the Jeep celebration event is here hurry in before time runs out well-qualified returning FCA employee Grand Cherokee lessees get a low mileage lease in the 2020 Grand Cherokee Laredo E4x4 for $320 a month for 24 months with $320 due at signing. Tax title, license extra. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution to lease through Chrysler Capital. Current lease must end by 331-2021. Extra charge for miles over 20000 Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 331-2020. Jeep is a registered trademark. Wow, how things can change from one week to the next. Hey, hope everybody out there is staying healthy. I know everything is super crazy. We feel disoriented by the COVID-19 virus. It's more important than ever to stay connected and check in with your loved ones. That's why I'm so happy I've got T-Mobile. Listen, T-Mobile isn't just talking the talk. They're taking measures right now to make life easier for everyone by doing the right thing for their customers during this really critical time. For example, T-Mobile has ensured all current customers with data plans have access to unlimited smartphone data on their network for two months. We're all in this together. T-Mobile truly believes that. And while many T-Mobile stores are temporarily closed to help keep customers and employees healthy, they've still got you covered with any help you need. Just check out T-Mobile.com. You can see what stores are still open and how you can manage your account online. Stay safe out there. During congestion, customers using more than 50 gigs a month may notice reduced speeds prioritization. Video typically at 480p, capable device required. Traveling and meeting different people and becoming friends with these people and yeah yeah, I'm just I'm very thankful that's kind of the way that it turned out that's awesome now Alicia what is your worst moment that you had during an interview oh my gosh I've I've been really lucky that none have really gone downhill like when it comes to music I've interviewed a couple bands that are just so dry like no matter how much fun (laughs) you try to have they just don't give you anything and that's kind of where I step back and I'm like why are you even doing press because if my fans aren't going to find you, you know, a very appealing human being, why are you, yeah. why are you even sitting here with me? But I've really lucked out, especially since doing the wrestling stuff. Most people are just ready to have fun. They're ready to have a good time, enjoy however long they're with me. So I don't know. I, I've had weird moments where like, I've done a lot of in character, you know, in gimmick interviews. And like, I had like this a wrestler named Rosemary and she licked my hand, which was disgusting. Oh, she's like, scary. She's scary. Terrifying. <laughs> she's so scary. And she like licked my entire hand at the end of an interview. And I was like, was that really necessary? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know she's clean, but she's a demon. Come on now. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's awesome. She included you in her gimmick. That's really cool. Right. So it's just little things like that where nothing's gone bad, but it's just weird moments where you're like, I could have definitely gone without it, but the fans love it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerry, did you want to say anything before we get to the Twitter questions? Yeah, I'm actually curious. I mean, uh, looking on a broader scale because you started so much more in the music world and got to know that scene. And of course, you know, Vicky, you know better than anybody being part of that wrestling atmosphere, especially backstage it is a different world unto itself and kind of has rules and you have to kind of get the feel which one was more challenging, I guess, for you to kind of get the feel for being around the music scene or being around the wrestling world. I feel like being in the music world really prepared me 
for the wrestling world because when it came to music I had to break down my age barrier my gender barrier I had to break down the fact that I had no prior you know knowledge of the industry I hadn't done many interviews when I first started the music stuff so once I built you know built up my portfolio in that industry I had all these followers already I had the experience the knowledge so I was able to apply that to wrestling I wasn't really coming in naive or as naive it is it is different but I wasn't coming in completely blind to it so it was a lot harder doing and I was more mature and older so it was a lot harder doing the music stuff I was still in school back then and then when it came to wrestling sure you learn stuff along the way because it is a different business but I felt so much more prepared so there's definitely definitely that difference in going into the second one being like okay I kind of know what I'm doing now (laughs) well I guess with you know you being young starting in the interviewing the music industry you must have got a lot of no's before you got some yeses to go backstage and and interview is that is that correct or or did you get that uh, oh okay yeah so I mean it probably took a lot of self-confidence in yourself to to not let those you know bring you down and to keep moving forward yeah it was really difficult because I would walk into a room or try to get meetings with people and they would see like a young girl who, you know, back then I didn't wear makeup. I didn't put like tons of effort into my appearance. I would just be coming home from like, you know, school and you'd show up. And yes, I may have been like really good at what I did, but they just didn't see that. They would just judge me right away and think to themselves, we don't want to put this kid in an interview with our talent. And so then it got to a point where I realized, okay, I know I'm like, I know I'm a good interviewer. So what if I start doing stuff coming to these things, putting, you know, more effort and more confidence in myself. So I was never a public speaker. I was, it's so strange how I even landed in, in doing this. <laughs> but, um, it was just one of those things where I was like, you know what, I'm going to make them believe in me. So I just started putting more effort into things, showing up, not letting their judgments get in my head. Uh, yeah. And I would just show up and be like, hey, I would love to interview this person. Here are my questions. The research is great. Please give me the chance. And then that led to, you know, very big interviews over time because once they give you that first yes that's what matters yeah um, oh and then you probably walk in the door like oh alicia too yeah come on in <laughs> right and i think i was doing uh, music interviews seriously for about a year and then warner music really helped me out and they pitched me metallica and so i got to interview metallica motorhead wow. all in the span of like two months and wow. so I would take those two interviews. And at this point I was probably like 19 and no, maybe, maybe 20. And I would take these two interviews and, you know, then I could pitch to so-and-so. Hi, I'm Alicia too. I run a YouTube channel where I interview musicians. I've interviewed blah, blah, Motorhead, Metallica, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, they take you more seriously because if those people are going to give you the time of day, then these artists who are smaller than those people, you know, and I'm not saying they have to, not, nothing's a given, but like yeah. they would usually end up giving you the time of day. So it was a lot of building towards things, whether it was my confidence, my, my look, thinking like, oh gosh, I have to like learn how to apply makeup now. That's fun. (laughs) All these, all these little things you don't think about. Um, So it was definitely a learning curve, a hundred percent, but I feel like in the end it was definitely worth all of the ups and downs because the biggest thing my dad always says is you can get a thousand no's and all it takes is one important yes to completely change your life. And that's been the case multiple times for me. So, Wow. You know, you're probably like a legend to a lot of males out there because I'm not a rock person like Metallica. My brothers listen to them and you could hear Metallica all the time in their bedrooms, but (laughs) you realize that you're, that's pretty 
awesome that you could, you know, interview Metallica. They're like legends in the rock industry. I mean, Jerry, are you, you're a rock person? I mean, I know Metallica is huge. That's A-list. So that's awesome yeah, that you, yeah. you got that. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Uh, Jerry, did you have anything to, to add? Uh, any questions before we do Twitter? No. I mean, I, look, let's, let's preview it a little bit. We've gotten a, a, an announcement in yes. a few minutes. So we're excited about that. But yeah, let's, let's do Twitter. Okay. So um, Alicia, the Warrior Princess on Twitter asked, uh, Hi, Alicia. I want to know who was your favorite person to interview on your Ambi show and why? Ooh, that's so hard. Um, I've had a lot of very special moments where there are a lot of bands I listened to growing up that I've been able to have on my channel. Um, so there are those, and the funniest thing is when it comes to those bands, they're like lesser known artists in North America. But for <laughs> me, since I've loved them since I was a kid, it was just the meaning behind it. But um, as far as like my favorite people to have on, when it comes to wrestling, um, Jay White is like one of my favorite people to interview. He's like a big brother to me. And we always have <laughs> so much fun, so much fun whenever he's on. Um, Sue Young, whenever I have her on, she always tries to eat my fingers. So that's fun. <laughs> She's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was super surreal for me the first couple times I had Chris Jericho on because he was one of my favorites as a kid. Oh, so, I love him. I love him. <laughs> yeah. So that was me. Um, interviewing Mean Gene to me was extremely special. I, ha I had him on my blog for like a minute at a convention and he had a line. I walked up to um, speak to someone next to him and he was like, hey kiddo, how you doing? And so we sparked up a conversation very organically and he's like, what do you do? And I told him. And so he's like, let's see your chops. Interview me on your vlog. So I did. And at the end Aww. of the interview, he, at the end of the interview, he pretty much said to me, um, I see a lot of promise in you, kid. He's like, you you could be the next me. And, like, it just, like, hit me so hot. Like, that was one of those moments where I, like, cried. I was like, oh, my, not in front of him. But, wow. like, oh, my gosh, this is surreal. So that one, That's... even though it was only once in, like, a minute, that one meant so much to me. And what a legend to get that kind of advice. I mean, that's that had to right. be motivating for you. Yeah. Awesome. It really um, was. Okay, so BlackManRobin7 on Twitter asked, what advice would you give someone who wants to be an interviewer? I think the main thing is go in there doing your research, have confidence, and make sure you're doing it just to have fun because there's so many interviews I watched that are just a little bland. There's no laughing. It's almost like both people are like, why are we here? So if you do <laughs> plan on, it's true, if you do plan on being an interviewer in any kind of entertainment industry, just Go in there with a positive attitude and don't be afraid of those no's because you, you're going to get so many of them. And if you let them drag you down, you won't succeed. Just look out for those yeses, work towards those yeses, and hopefully they come, you know? Wow. Spoken like a true natural. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye, Alicia. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So we're going to do a, um, just kind of a, a, a funny question. Not funny. This was kind of a, I guess, surreal question for you. If you were mayor for one day, what three things would you change about your city? Oh my gosh. Wow. I got to take this in a very serious direction or a very funny direction. So, Well, if you're mayor, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> right. Okay. So there's a thing. I'm from Toronto and here, of course, Drake is from Toronto uh -huh. and everyone is a massive Drake fan aside from the interview queen. So, <laughs> I, would, I would ban people from listening to that music for a day so I could wow. walk around 
so I can walk around any mall, any drive in any car and not have to listen to that horrible, horrible voice. So that is, is my a, first rule. Is this a personal grudge? Because this sounds <laughs> It is. Not at all. I just like I don't understand the phenomenon. I don't understand. Like he's massive, and I don't find him good. Like I just don't get it. So we're we're gonna have to tag him when one. when when this episode comes out. <laughs> oh, God, there's like a bazillion of followers will just bash me. That's fun. It's hey, nothing personal at all. Like he seems like a sweetheart. I just it's just not my music, and the fact that you hear it everywhere, like it drives me crazy. Oh, awesome. Okay, mm. so what other things would you change in your city? Um, I would make my mayor day where everyone has to give the mayor Swedish fish. <laughs> As their token of appreciation. <laughs> that's, uh, I take it that's and your favorite candy. <laughs> it is. I get it all the time at conventions where, like, I'll have to make sure I bring a separate backpack for the plane because they won't fit in my carry-on. Like, it, my fans are amazing. They always bring me Swedish fish. <laughs> wow interesting okay you got one more right. thing to change about your city okay I haven't really changed anything I've kind of just like made really horrible rules but um <laughs> all for your benefit it's all for your benefit which is cool that's that's yeah, you, such you, a you, woman right. empowered I swear I'm not so <laughs> selfish but this is fun um what else I don't know there's a third one what do I do what do I do um on my day, Kiss have to come to Toronto and perform all day. Like, literally from, like, noon to 8 p.m. We have to have a Kiss concert, and everyone and everyone in the city is invited, but I get, like, side stage, you know? <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not changing oh. anything. I think I'm just, like, making it a better place for a day. You're, you're really just abusing your power is what you're doing, and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Hey! Hey, Jerry, there is nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, abusive yeah. power is awesome to have. <laughs> right. You did it for, for almost a decade on TV, Vicky. <laughs> and it felt good. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, all right, guys. So let's talk about this huge announcement that we have for the Excuse Me podcast. Yes. Oh, that would uh, be me. Yeah. So yeah. listen. <laughs> And Jerry, you're on. <laughs> hey, let, let's, break, let's break down the curtain a little bit, so to speak, and just say when we first started talking to Alicia about being on the show, we're all bouncing around the ideas of what can we do to make this special or different or bigger? Because it's just so cool to, to have any kind of association here. And we said, well, what if, what if Alicia was more than just a guest for one week on the show? What if this were more of a continual thing where we could just get more Alicia, more of the road warrior? So we came <laughs> up with this idea where why don't we get some Alicia every week here on Excuse Me? And it just expanded from there, right? You know, what? this is a perfect woman, interviewer, talented spokeswoman to have for our podcast Alicia, we just think the world of you and you're so talented and we want to have a little bit of your, of your awesomeness to come on our podcast weekly. And we're just so excited that we um, are going to have to share you with the world. <laughs> this is such an honor for me. Like I'm, I'm beyond excited. Um, so for everyone listening, we are officially going to be calling my 
you know, little appearance on the Excuse Me podcast. It is called Tales from the Interview Queen, where I will be sharing some fun little tidbits, things I learn about the people that I sit down with, crazy stories from being on the road with talent. So it'll just be my, uh, my little stories from my day-to-day life with people I get to meet, befriend, hang with over my experiences in, uh, in wrestling. So I'm really excited to send in audio clips some crazy moments I've had. It's going to be so much fun. So much fun. Thank you, Alicia. Jerry and I are so excited to have you on a weekly basis and to uh, just share your, your, your tales from the road. Thank you so much. And um, you're such a pleasure to interview. I mean, I, I, I loved you when I met you and I'm so excited that we get to work together, you know, and, and continue our friendship and partnership. I'm very excited about this. The fact that both of you reached out, it it genuinely means so much to me. I, I remember when I met you the first time and mentioned when I was a kid, I used to just, you know, scream, excuse me. And my parents were like, oh my gosh, Alicia, we get it. You love Vicky. Stop, please. <laughs> Did you hear that, Jerry? Did you hear uh, that, Jerry? I always hear it. I can't escape it. Alicia, Alicia, listen, before, before we let you go, uh, there, I think there's still three people out there in the world who are not yet following you on social media. For, so for those three people, uh, why don't you let them know where they can find and follow you and keep up with you in addition to each and every week here on Excuse Me. Right. So if you guys just type up Alicia too in your Google bots, you'll be able to find my website, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and all of my interviews online. So it's pretty easy. Just search my name, Alicia Atu. It's A-T-O-U-T. And you'll find all of the fun on there, along with right here on the Excuse Me podcast. Thank you, Alicia. I wish you so much success, love, and happiness. And we will see each other on the road again sometime or another. I hope it's soon. I really do. Thank you so much for everything and for the opportunity. This was a blast. Thank you, Alicia. Thanks, Alicia. Bye, Jay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. What a, uh, if part of my expression, I don't know if the kids are still saying this, but what a cool <laughs> chick. Alicia Atu. Uh, she's everywhere, as we said, man. She is rocking it currently, just recently making her MLW debut. But uh, she is going to be just as big of a part of Excuse Me going forward. Yeah. That's right, Jerry. You know, she is one of a kind. She's in a class all by herself. And I just, I love her story. I love her attitude. I love the personality. And she's just all about peace and love, isn't she? She really is. And certainly the fans have come to follow her and love her. And she's been able to parlay that into a lot of success in her very, very young career. And I can't wait, man, because, hey, we just announced it a few minutes ago. She's going to be a part of this show each and every week with Tales from the Interview Queen. Oh, this is going to be so good. She is the, the queen to find out all the road, the road tales. I mean, she travels all over the world. So who better than her to could be on our show? Like Johnny Cash said, she's been everywhere, man. And she's going <laughs> to tell us all about it every single week. So make sure going forward, don't miss an episode of Excuse Me and don't miss a minute of any episode of Excuse Me because you're not going to want to miss Alicia when she drops some stories on us here. And uh, my gosh, Vicky, can you believe that it's almost the end of the year already as we zoom towards that big day we're all waiting for, the finale 
of the Excuse Me Vicky Guerrero giveaway contest. Dun, 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 dun. I'm so excited, Jerry. December 26th, guys, is the episode that we are going to announce our Excuse Me winner, which is how you qualify is you have to submit your email uh, to excuse me, Vicky at outlook.com. And it's a screenshot of you listening to our podcast. And um, also this email is for you to have the opportunity to send your comments, your, your suggestions, the guests that you want to hear, let us know what you're thinking and feeling about our show, because we want to make all of you happy. So this is a great way for us to say thank you in return. Jerry and I are so, I mean, Jerry, these emails just keep coming in. I mean, there's a lot of them that we have to look through. Well, we're just very, very grateful to all of you to continue to listen to our show and to continue to spread the word. We want you to follow us, share us, like us on all of our social media accounts, our Facebook page, um, and continue to send us emails and let us know you're out there, what you like and what you don't like at excuse me, Vicky at outlook.com. It's been awesome, and we're looking forward to an even more awesome 2020. That's right. Excuse me, everyone. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy. Energy for hunkering down. No matter how early you're up or how late you're running, when you start your day at Speedway, we've got what you need to have a good morning. Always fresh coffee to wake you up, cold drinks and breakfast to keep you going, plus a full tank to get you where you need to go. Crunchy, chewy, swirled, or sprinkled. However you start your day, we've got it to help make your morning a little better. Because when you get off to a better start, you go on to a better day. The convenience stores of Speedway.